0: Pauli show
2: featuring Jesus Christ and
0: Paul Price. There is only one of each. (laughs) There can be only one. There was one Jesus and there is one Dr. Price. And I tell you, we are trying to replicate her at every opportunity that we have. Today is Thursday. As Dr. Price would always say, my favorite day of the week, broadcast day connecting with our saint online, connecting with you on Blog Talk Radio. We have been around for what seems like forever uh, with the Paula Price Show, which started out as just a prayer broadcast. I, mean, I don't want to say just. As a prayer broadcast only. And we were in a time where things were not cool. We were in a bit of warfare, a serious trial, actually. And we started doing this broadcast so that we could reach out, of ourselves, and I will tell you that there are many times where the Lord will have you reach outside of yourself to uh, connect with other people, to pray for other people, and then you will see just how amazing he really is and what he has done in your life and for your life. And so we're here today, five, six years later, wow, It's, it's shocking actually to believe that it's been that many years. Um, and now we are online, Dr. Price is on television again, and uh, we're taking this thing to the next level. She has a new book coming out. We are going to jump in deeper into the Apocalyptic Prayer Project, and I tell you what, I can't wait to see what God is going to do with that. Uh, the world needs to beware and be ready. Can we say beware and be ready at this? Okay. We're working on some technical issues, and I think they are technically done. And so now we're going to technically go live. <laughs> as soon as I technically get in front of this set. <laughs> That's the thing about radio you can't quite see what's going on. But behind the scenes, it's be a little crazy. <laughs> okay, are going to go live. <laughs> Good morning, social media, YouTube, Facebook, it's Thursday, it's taking it on, it is Dr. Paul Price, it is apocalyptic prayer, have you have to has so much of this ministry that you wonder what day it is, what time of what broadcast is about to show up, we have and we are thankful to God for it, so I want to tell you right now, you need to get your apocalyptic prayer notebook whatever your notebook looks like we all can't be like tyranny okay i saw yours online but give your apocalyptic notebook and if you did not get your prayer packet your apocalyptic prayer packet we're going to play a 30 second commercial a little bit later on to show you how to do it but you can go to dr price's website www.drpaulaaprice.com click on products at the top Go in the e-store and put 2020 in the search, and it will pull up this download. It is free, but you need to add it to your shopping cart and fill in the form as though you were purchasing it so you can receive your download, but you will not be asked for any money, okay? But that's how you can receive your download, and and she is just going all the way in on this subject. I hope you're keeping up (laughs) with the daily broadcasts, our 30-minute shows, that she is rolling out to you, breaking this down piece by piece. Like she said last week, last Monday, she started this thinking it was going to be one thing. Let's pray. And true to Dr. Bright's form with the Lord, he's like, actually, it's going to be a little bit more. Kind of like constructing a contemporary prophet in the 90s. We just need to do something to help these prophets up. Yeah, let's actually write a 400-page manual. And so the Apocalyptic Prayer Project started out, and I love how she wrote in the packet, oh, I'm on the wrong page. I'm like, how come I can't find what I'm looking for? The Global Apocalyptic Prayer Project, or GAP. This is the GAP Project, for short, the GAP Project. And this is where we are, what we face, taking the lead. We are taking the lead in the spirit. We are taking the lead in the natural. This is apostleship, and it probably is raw, as truest as form, and the real purpose for apostleship, which is a time of warfare. War comes from warfare, and this is the time that we are in. So she is putting in our hands these documents to lead us and guide us, so we stay on point. We don't get off track. We don't uh, be led by our inspiration because, you, especially if you're apostolic or prophetic. You get very inspired by this and go off on your own trail. Now, that's not saying that there won't be ways that maybe in your ministry you do things differently for the way we do it. But overall, we have to stay unified in the vision, unified according to the way that the Lord gave it to Dr. Price. When you think about where's the biblical precedence for that, we can go all the way back to Moses and Joshua. Moses and Joshua. Where's Joshua's instructions? To do everything the way God gave Moses to do it. Those were his instructions. Do it the way I gave it to him. Letting him know, even though, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday and the possible the future, even though the person dies out, the office doesn't, the edicts don't change. And so our responsibility <laughs> is to keep this flowing with the way it was given to our Moses, down to Christ, the commandments, okay? These are commandments and edicts and laws and principles. And so she says, during our apocalyptic authority, if you have not gotten your download, what have you been doing? <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead and make sure you do it after the broadcast, or I would say right now. She might get into this packet today. Might. I don't know. She might. But if she does, you want to have it ready so you can have your point of reference. Again, we're not shooting from the hip here, which is what she said on Monday's broadcast. I right, I thought this was a. You know, you get your divine inspiration, and then you get the divine instructions that come with it. And that can slow you down. And we have a leader who has integrity. And she has integrity to God's word, integrity to what he said. So I have my notebook with my notes from the different broadcasts Monday. When she talked about about exerting our populistic authority, she started going through this. So I would encourage you, actually, to backtrack in this week's broadcast. Start with Monday, where she addressed this uh, regaining Christ's dominion to rescue humanity. This is a rescue mission. If you're like me, you've always wanted to be a spy. You know, you've always wanted to be somebody uh, undercover, whatever, in life. You always thought yourself, maybe doing this. Then this is a project for you, because we are going... Undercover in the spirit realm to rescue humanity in the natural. But undercover agents have to be what? Trained. They have to have skills. They have to be accountable. Or else they are what we call rogue agents. Just defective all over the place. Causing more problems than bringing solutions. And so, again, we are doing these broadcasts. There will be a whole new uh, lineup next week that you're going to do. continuing with where we will be leaving off on Friday. She won't be live on Saturday, as far as I know. Of course, Sunday is service, church, church, church. And then Monday we'll be back uh, so that the word of the Lord is in our ear every single day. That fresh word, going out to get that manna. What is the Lord saying? So on top of our, our normal entrepreneurial network or GRN broadcast, these will be added to them as well. Regaining Christ's dominion to rescue humanity. Eternity's General, oh, it's not my here, it's in my, in my personal studio. Uh, but in, in Eternity's General, she says always that apostleship hinges on two immutable things God and nations. God and nations. God and nations. We are in a war of the God. And we, the church has allowed our God to lose territory. How do we know He lost territory? We, we're no longer in control of the law. You could tell the laws that have been passed in the last 12 years, for sure, uh, many of them, especially before our previous administration, in our previous administration, were not out for Jesus Christ's best interest. I need Christians to care about Jesus' best interest, not ours as a people, especially if we're African Americans, above what is God's priority. He is the main thing, and we have to keep him as the top priority in what he wants and what he needs and not think that he, he is placating to us is more important than his sovereignty in the earth realm. And that's us as Christians, that's us as just people, that's us as his children. And so she said, taking our seats among God's high powers is what she addressed in Monday's broadcast. Taking our seats. When you you think about a seat, a seat is about authority. We're not just talking about taking your seat in the living room, where most of you are right now, probably. But taking your seat of authority, throne. There's the big boss's chair. Isn't that always something? In the office, there's the boss's office, and then there's the
2: chair. What's
0: in here? I don't know. That's your chair. Someone's gonna jump out of you from that chair. I don't know. Depends on what that person left in there. What kind of anointing and, and uh, you know department like you're here. But we have to host the show when Dr. Price is out of town. If I sit in that chair, I'm like,
1: this is the chair.
0: See, this is my chair over here. It's co-host chair, not host chair. <laughs> co-host chair. And so we have to get in our big seats of authority for Jesus Christ and stop being comfortable flying just in coach in the back because it's cheaper and, and, you know, people leave you alone and you can kind of do what you want to do. You know, it's time for us to get up there in that first class. And so she went through John, Romans, uh, Matthew, Philippians, and different scriptures that pertain to the vision and the goal. When the kingdom comes under attack, we have to go sovereign. I think that is a statement, you know, uppercut statement to weigh, Under attack, we have to go sovereign. God has to go sovereign now, because His kingdom is under attack. So it's not Daddy God right now. It's not. It's King Jesus is where we are right now. King Jesus is showing up as the King. We have songs that sing about it. King Jesus, you know, you all, and then we're, you know, and on and on and on we go. But do we actually know what we're saying when we sing it and when we say it? Sovereign Jesus is stepping up and when the king steps up whether they have on all of their regalia or not They walk in that clout, in that authority the whole room shifts when they step in the room Even if you don't know who they are have you ever been in a circumstance where somebody in authority walks in the room? and You did not know that they were a person in authority, but you knew they were somebody Who's that who's that who's that again and they can be casually dressed and I've been out before and I've seen celebrities and people that I didn't know who they were, but I knew they were somebody because of the clout that they walked in. Just walking in, nodding, saying hello, being very polite, asking somebody, "Who is that?" "Oh, that's so and so or whatever." That's the leader up. Of- okay, mm-hmm. I could tell because they sit in a seat of authority. We like to diminish titles because we want to believe they don't mean anything. Or, in fact, the flip side, because they mean so much, we want to diminish them and then say, well, you should just be okay by being called by your first name. And if you are on a first-name basis with somebody who is an authority, that means that either you have a long-time familiarity with them or you are of equal or higher title in order to freely call someone an authority by their first name, especially in an official setting. And so we have taken the sovereignty of Jesus and, in official settings, brought him way down. We just bring him way down. And, oh, oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. I'm sorry, what's your title again? You know, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And when you are that person, who forgets who somebody is. You forget uh, who God has made them. And so we have forgotten who Jesus is because we have preached and we have taught that he is our, he's just right here. He's our God. He's is my home. I mean, come on, how many things <laughs> we have we heard about him other than sovereign and in charge? How many things have we said? J.C. Hey, J.C. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Help me, God. People who call me nicknames and we're not cool like that, I'm like, no. No, no, no. And I'm just me, okay? I am me. I am not God. I am not the Lord. And we have uh, um, inserted and asserted of familiarity, and it's a shame that typically when we do become familiar with someone, we bring it down to comfort. We strip them up who they are. We pull them out of that level. We pull them out of that title and not revere it more. And even in my position with Dr. Price, I told her over the years, I really had to consciously work, especially in the beginning when you get to know somebody, and not letting that familiarity bring the quality of the relationship down, but to actually push it up. Because I am familiar with who she is. I am familiar with what she's done. I am familiar with a lot of things that have happened over the last 20 years to say, but this is why I'm intentionally doing this up here. Now I'm in heaven. But if you're that person who, and we do this with Christ all the time, the more familiar we become, the lower we bring it the more comfortable we bring him. Well, I know you, so I shouldn't have to deal with you up here. And that's for other people. But, hey, we know each other. And so the, and what we're saying without realizing is that respect, you shouldn't expect me to respect you on that level when nobody's around because, hey, we know each other. And we do this to God all the time. Lord, I don't know said I'd spend 30 minutes with you, but, you know, you got ten. Well, you understand. You're going to be here later. You know my life. You gave me this life, you know my life. You know my responsibilities. You know what I'm doing. Well, I'm going to praise you because I, I feel excited. I, I'm not going to praise you because my feet hurt. I'm going to stand up for the whole service because I'm happy. I'm going to sit down because I'm a little irritated with you. I'm going to read my Bible today because it's convenient. I'm not because I'm tired. My head hurts. I'm busy. I really want to be watching Netflix right now. And, I, you know, my subscription didn't work, and now I'm mad with you because of that. I mean, we use all kinds of things because of our closest of familiarity to him to bring him down. And that's the old move. And we're talking about apocalyptic prayer and apocalyptic Christianity, and she breaks it down in this packet, in just the first two pages, why we are different than that. So I want to challenge you all today. First, we have the notebook challenge. So if you don't have a notebook, get your apocalyptic prayer project, Global, get it. Get your notebook. That's just so I'm going to get it right, I have to get it right, because this is an official thing with God. So, I mean, I'm thoughting around a little bit, but this is serious. Make sure you have your notebook so you can get your marching orders and your instructions and keep your notes and have one central location as a point of reference. Or, if you uh, type notes, have a document that just has those notes in it. And then know that this is serious. She says apocalyptic prayer is high priority, high authority prayer for the king and his kingdom. So take that familiarity that you have with the Lord, shift it, and elevate it to his highness, his royal highness. Bring it up instead of down. So when we're talking about him as king and we're talking about this apocalyptic assignment, it's not some private devotional thing that we're doing because we just love Jesus and we feel better. She outlines in the beginning of this, that's evangelical. We are apocalyptic, apostle led, apocalyptic. And so we are taking it up. Take your your fellowship with him up to the next level. Do not allow your familiarity with God to typically do what it does with human beings, which is bring everything up down to your comfort level well why should i have to really do what you like the way you like it because hey we're cool and you know me and so you shouldn't make me live up to the standards of strangers no and god's like no, that's actually who i am <laughs> said, that's actually who i am all the time all the time and the people closest to him really fear him the most when we read and see, that's those pieces of scripture that we skip over: the heavenly hosts and the, the 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 seven thrones and the twenty-four elders and the sixty-six and a hundred and all the numbers. Okay, look, we have so many. I'm making up numbers. <laughs> so many numbers. All of those things. See, we skip over all that. We skip over. Who can even understand Revelation, so I'm not going to read any of it. Uh huh. Right. So, all the parts talking about angels and, and heavenly hosts bowing down unto him and, and singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord, and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just for church. No. That's their job. They don't have church in heaven. They don't punch a clock Sunday service. Well, I put in my choice. Man, the Lord, he preached long today. He went off for two neons in that message, okay? <laughs> is it lunchtime? Uh oh. <laughs> I got dinged. <laughs> yeah, this is you. Know, I don't know if we did I'm telling you, if you cannot sit in your Sunday sermon, and we tell God, to "Pray, so we go all the way in on your message, go until you have nothing left to say in the name of Jesus," because we give the rest of our life, the whole week, the whole week. And I'm thinking, three hours on Sunday is the least that we can do. And that's from worship to closing prayer, laying on hands, okay? We can smash a lot in a short amount of time. But do not let your familiarity with the Lord do what it typically does with people. I will keep saying, see, this is a new pop, No know, Lord. This is going to show up in a lot of messages I hear in my own mouth. <laughs> bring it down. Our job as apostolic, apocalyptic saints is to bring everything up concerning our king. Oh, because he's a king. And not our God, not, our, not our, just our Daddy. I tell you, this is not Daddy God era. This is Sovereign King Jesus era. Like she said, sovereign, this whole thing, this drift of sovereign weight. These five pieces of paper feel like 55 pounds because it's heavy. This message is heavy. Uh, the weight of the responsibility is heavy. We so love talking about the weight of glory, the weight of glory, the weight. Yeah, it's. And then when it gets heavy, you're like, oh no, this can't be God Because God isn't this heavy He's not this stressful, he's not this whatever Yeah, he is actually I mean, even when he, when they carry his presence around How many people did it take to carry that on their shoulders? That thing was so heavy They were, they were so unaccustomed to carrying the presence of God When they were bringing him back with David They put that on the cart of animals to pull They're like, ooh, ooh, Lord, you are heavy I'm not used to my neck, my back I just need, is there a second strength, a priest who can carry the Lord? He is heavy. You have to work up to carrying this man and carrying his assignments at this level. And every day we have a, a broadcast from Dr. Price, and that that's your weight. Okay. Well, those 30 minutes are like, ah, oh, my Lord. Yes, God, it's over, but wow. Thank you, because I just need to recover. I had to go. Just like when you have a really good workout,
2: you need to recover.
0: (laughs) And so you can come back the next day and cry about it and still get better, though. And still can, ooh, your number. But you understand, I need this. Ooh, this is wearing me out. Are you going to be in the gym tomorrow? Oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to be in the gym. You can't hardly move, but you know you have to do it when you're sore. You have to do it when you're not. You have to do it when you're pulling something a little bit, work a different part of your body. And if you always wait until you feel better to get back into the gym, you will never see the results you're going after. You have to do it when it hurts. You have to do it when you're stressed. You have to do it when you're tired, when you're sick. You have to press through it. And guess what? Your body can form. It will ultimately obey whatever demands you put on it. So if your demand on your body is lazy and comfortable, then that's what it will conform to. And we are in this, right now in the spirit, we are being shifted hard reset out of lazy, lethargic Christianity into something that God can use. This apocalyptic prayer project is something that God can use. And we're not accustomed to being there for the Lord. We are accustomed to praying that he is there for us. Day in and day out, and my prayers, and oh, I have a. I mean, when you have something going crazy in your life, then you can pray all night. Any other time, the Lord is like, well, you're not carrying with me. One hour. No? It doesn't even have to be midnight. I mean, it can be when the sun is up. 15 minutes, you're out. Whew, oh, man, it's only been 15 minutes. Wow! This just feels like an hour went by. Jesus, what happened with the time? I mean, I don't know. You're yawning and staring off at the wall and Checking your Facebook and seeing if you get 16 text messages that you did not receive and doing all those things because God is so heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a heavyweight God. Thank Him. Thank Him for it. And she said, uh, Well, His harvest time has come, and that means our time has come too. Wow. And that sounds so exciting and daring, doesn't it? <laughs> go, Jesus, go. And He's like, No, you go. <laughs> what? Me? But they're going to say They're going to do it. I'm not going to understand it. I might lose this. I might lose that. Mm-hmm. Time to put yourself out there. Oh, no, that's Dr. Price's job. I'm here to back her. We're here to clap and heart online. But you want us to what? To? Huh? Absolutely. But I know our saints are bold. The mighty, the mighty ones are mighty. Okay, y'all, budget. bunch of wild yeah. Davidic saints. Yeah. Mighty, mighty in God, mighty through God, mighty for God, mighty because of God. Mighty,
1: mighty, 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 mighty. Well, I'm excited. You know, I'm gonna tell you right now, best thing God did was send you to me. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you, Amen. as far as my mentors, mentors go. Amen. I'm you the crowd who sent me, I'm loving. It. I'm loving it because yes. you are the people of faith. You know, vision can't happen with just the visionary alone. Huh? No. And so sometimes you have to have. Uh, the, the envisioner or the visioner and then the visionary, the people who share the vision. And I'm excited about that. in I own? I don't feel home. Yeah, yeah. I'm lit. There's a green light. I'm excited today and so I do thank you. My young apostle I always say you my boom womb, my womb Hi! Ah! Did I push you did I push you? She pushed me. Yes, and still pushed. And so I'm excited about that. We are on a journey. We're going to be on this journey for a good while. You're going to get almost daily downloads. So if you haven't subscribed, you do need to go to my website, DrPaulAChrist.com, and say, I want to be a part of the global apocalyptic prayer project again. Global apocalyptic prayer project, guys. We are the next thing that God is doing. The manifestation of the sons of the children of God, and I and we we're going to call it what it is: the apocalypse or the apocalypse of the children of God, of the offspring of the Godhead. By now, folks, you got this, and I heard him going through it. Some of you all got package one tonight. You get package two. You're going to love Package 2. And there will be packages and packages Why? She showed me a picture of someone who had this wonderful notebook with the gold rings. I said, oh, people stepping up for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so every day she would put her packages, um, three-wing binder, very classy, to let her know we are royal. We are the royal offspring of the Godhead, the royal offspring of the Godhead. We are beyond Christians. We are the elect. And some of us are the very elect. Now, the difference between the elect and the very elect is that the very elect can never be deceived. They are undeceivable. Isn't that powerful? Because we we tend to say it a little differently when we read the passage, but the very elect cannot be deceived. He said, if it were possible... It is impossible to deceive the very elect. It is, uh, you know, scarcely possible to deceive the elect. Christians, part of the Christian institution, or something else. We've proven that Christians can be deceived. Our present state of mind, our present consciousness, says Christians can be deceived. Christians under the name that the Antiochians gave us can be deceived. But the elect. God calls us the elect. What are we? We are 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 the apocalyptic elect of God. And so everything we're doing is going to talk about the apocalyptic children of the Godhead. Now, interestingly enough, whenever we have the the Lord sends out apostles, he's going to alter and shift everything to his apocalyptic ways because that's his kingdom. The apostles unveiled the kingdom. That's what Jesus did He came, he came, and he unveiled the kingdom. And apostles, he uh, and prophets. Remember, because we have so many people, so many Christians, I don't believe in prophets and prophecies. And you are you are an institutional Christian, because only an institutional Christian Would disbelieve in the word of the Lord and the Lord Himself, Jesus came as a prophet, an apocalyptic prophet, John the Baptist, apocalyptic prophet, and he was the transitional prophet. He bridged the old and the new, and he was actually the cipher, because see, some prophets are ciphers, and some are catalysts, and so John the Baptist comes as that catalytic cipher that kicks us over into Jesus' apocalyptic realm. So we went from the Mosaic law, that Yahweh, Jesus and Yahweh came going all of those years, and we moved into the apocalyptic. And so, now we downgraded ourselves to evangelical because soul winning was important, and, and congregation gathering, that was not wrong. Do not misquote me, because you all like to do that. You know, that linear thing that you can tell the church is very linear. You know, it can, it's, it's an either-or mindset. We can't have a balanced field. But right now, when you talk apocalyptic, you're talking kinder. You're talking the kinship of Jesus Christ. You're talking Jesus' sovereign mandate. So we can make that, we're not wiping out anything. It bothers me that every time God does something new, we want to obliterate what he's done. We still need soul winners, even, come on, y'all, we some souls. We need a lot more souls because we have a lot more family out there hidden in the Holy Ghost, hidden seen in the Holy Spirit. So, but when you're talking about apostleship, when you're talking about the kingdom of Christ, when you're doing that, you're talking apocalyptic. That is the unveiling and all of the other things that I showed you, uh, in that word cloud that I don't have up today, but we'll put we'll, it's going to be in your next package, so you'll be able to look at that and, and and say, ah, so this is me because that's what I wanted to be able to say. I wanted to say as the offspring of the Godhead, this is us. This is me. This is who I am. This is why I got born again. I got born again to become this. I got born again not to just become it, but first of all, to be unveiled as it. That's apocalyptic, to be unveiled as this. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm telling you this man is on the move with this thing. So we're going to be journeying journeying as we begin to pull out of the success of the evangelical movement and the evangelical uh, uh, tradition, pull out the of who are going into the apocalyptic god We have to keep what he's done. We can't keep killing it. We can't keep turning it, you know, slicing it off, but well, we don't do that any longer. No, we all, we're, we're being pulled out. We, this is a succession, and God is successively, throughout the generations, getting us to the end of the age, the end of this time. See, the end of the age and the end of the world, they're not necessarily the same, but that's a whole other discussion. So, if you had an opportunity to look at this, then you you pretty much know where we're going next. And it lays out the whole thing. And it talks about what makes us different, even from the world and its naturistic religion. And the one thing, of the other many, many things is that we are sovereign. We are the the literally the offspring of the sovereign of God. Now, I know that, you know, we go by the King James, and he says King, but you know we're women. And the whole idea is that the church only has men and power is a lie from hell. Satan needs that. God does not need it. God needs all of his children. And a good father loves his daughters and his sons. A good father will fulfill his daughters and his sons' destiny. A good father. So, we, you know, we talk about the father movement, but what do they do for us? Okay, here, yeah, here we are. So I want to read this because this is where we're going today um, because we are offspring of the Godhead. I'm going to keep saying that because that was opposite. And we lost it. We made you institutional churches instead of the constitutional ecclesia, or ecclesia that God brought into existence according to Hebrews 12. So today and going forward in this apocalyptic training, We have got to decide if we're going, I don't, I made the decision, but you've got to decide if you're going to be institutional or constitutional. Because before constitutions were put on paper, they defined humans, they defined beings. They were biological, they were anatomical, they were physiological, they were psychological, and they were neurological. Did you like that? That's powerful, isn't it? Because if you you know, you should know yourself. You know, know yourself. And so if you you know, we don't know ourselves. How are we going to know our God? Because we're made in His image and likeness. We've been taught to hide ourselves. Well, I'm just hiding myself behind hundred veil, and I'm like, no, no. God couldn't hide Himself. He had to build Himself. He had to fix, correct Himself from His in His own self. Emergence to today. So we have to do the same thing. We're not going to be cowards. We're not going to be cowardly Christians who can't confront our men. When God says sin, He's not just talking moral sin. Part of this journey is to get you out of the mindset that the only thing we have is moral failure. No, we fail morally because we either over export the customs and cultures of our society. Or we misunderstand what God calls righteousness. We confuse God's righteousness with human-defined customs, culture, morality. We're going to change it. apocalyptics, we're going to change that because we are the apocalyptic children of the, all, of the almighty God. We're resetting. The reset is up. I'm thinking so interestingly, God took me from two years ago talking about heart reset, August, two years ago heart reset, and move me through heart, heart reset all the way down through um, SOKU, Scripture Organic Culture of Modified Christianity, which would be of the elect. Uh-huh. And then moves me, move me from there into pedigree so that I can finally come to terms with what he begot on Pentecost. He did not beget evangelicals. He did not beget denominations. He didn't do any of those. He begot offspring of Jesus Christ. That is why they didn't say, he joined the churches that were well, added to the Lord. That day, in X amount, 3,000 souls were saved. And the first ones to get saved were the apostles. When he breathed on them, he said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. And then authorized them to regulate the darkness legislate the darkness. We're getting back to that, people. It is going to be a wonderful ride. I expect you all to be big people. We are not going to approach this as, as little ones. I don't. I just don't see. If you don't see, then you don't be. I'm so simple. I'm a, I'm a simple woman. If you can't see, then don't be. Because you can't be what you can't be. So you have to ask the Lord to open your eyes. You're going to be like the Ethiopian unit. Hey, what are you talking about? Wait, but what, what, I don't understand. We're going to do that. And tonight we'll have our, our another, no, not tonight, because we get a two-hour on Thursday. So, but you will get a download. because we gotta we have to get you ready. We've got to position you. I want you to know, as I'm talking today and as you're listening to this, do me a big favor. Just, um, you know, put a post, Dr. Price, I am an apocalyptic elect. Offspring of the Godhead, Doctor Price. I am. You know, Jesus said, "I am." God said, "I am." Said, "I am." So you need to be an "I am" with Him. I am an apocalyptic that. because you have to let people know. You have to declare them. You have to renounce what you are. You are not to renounce because of whatever God has done. Please do not do that, because you know that is not me. I have never believed that every time God does something new, we need to erase the old. We need to pull out of it what was good and bring it forward into the thing He's doing now, because this is a journey we're on. we so The reason we are sojourning is because everything is a journey on Earth. Earth is about the journey to get us to where we're gonna go. And you are going to love it. You're going to love, 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 love it. I promise you, you're gonna love it. Alright, so let me read this. Revelation we talked earlier about John bearing record. Let me get this little closer. Let me get everybody closer. Closer. Everybody, get closer my friend close all right, and so we talked earlier in an earlier broadcast on this subject about John bearing wet record, meaning pulling back you know tape. think about bearing record as someone having a a removable adhesive on a piece of paper and under that adhesive is all the, the information, all of the explanation, mystery, and such unprinted. But it's covered by this adhesive. It is not just a page turner. You can turn a page. No, but to bear record means you have to peel. You have to peel back. And so God is using John to peel back. He's peeling back. So Revelation 1. Who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ? That means that I love this about him. I, that means that let me get my little sticky out of the Okay. That means, it, it in my, you know, defined Bible. That means witness, and then again talking about him witnessing God's sovereign power because. Every word of God has power. Everything. Part of the reason Satan wants you out of the Word of God is because he gets to neutralize your power, the power that brought you into existence, the power of the corruptibility that's in you. So you all, and I mean, we got Christians going. again. It's, we're going to call them that. You know, I used to call them false Christians, but I'm trying to So, but we're going to. Sorry. But we're going to start saying there, but there is the elect offspring, and there is the institutional Christian, and that doesn't mean they want to be. That doesn't mean that they will never become. That is saying that for uh, for the sake of conversation and for the sake of distinction, because everything in Scripture is about a distinction, to exclude what shouldn't be, to include what has always been. Mm. So we exclude what shouldn't be. You know, the, the 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 New Agers and their channeling devils are all upset because we are exclusive. Well, Satan, if we say exclusive, Satan has no subject. He has no followers. So he needs to make us inclusive because something else he knows. He knows that God can't deal with miscegenation. He does not do hybridism.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not in his person. Now, he made hybrid creatures.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, God's going to make that but not in his person. Now, let me tell you something, and not even hybrid. You know, we were talking, I'm, I'm, I'm digressing for a moment, so y'all can keep praying, but we were talking about the difference between what, let's just say those movies, the Marvel comics and the DC comics and all of those Avengers and whatnot, and how, you know, they, they, talk, they present themselves hybrid. God never has the hybrid. Do you know why? Because he embodies the package on every being. So he can show up any way he wants. He just borrows from the gene. He borrows from the genetics. He borrows from it because all of it is in him. So you will never under, You will never see a hybrid Christian. It will never have Institutional Christians might, might go hybrid because they don't know that they themselves them, uh, well, the, the fullness of the Godhead bodily if they've been born again. God will never do that. You know, so they have to do Satan has to hide and break because it looks like. I mean, that's what he's doing with AI. I got to hide break humans you know, because he doesn't have all the patterns. He doesn't have the key. He doesn't know how God made what he made. Now he knows the Adamic form, the Adamic you know construction, but he doesn't know Adam before he entered. You have to know what makes us superior. Cause we have we we slummed we've let them call us down y'all you all think you all that I am all the fullness of the Godhead bodily you don't even have to use that let's just go the distance you think y'all, y'all think y'all something we are all of it we are the offspring of the Creator He who strong the of the sun the moon we are that stop apologizing for being God in the planet stop apologizing for being The offspring of the God. Stop that. Stop it. Stand up and be who God calls you. Because the more you say it, the more it grows. The more you nurse it, the more it grows. The stronger it gets, the more you build on it, the mightier it becomes. Because you are the seed of the almighty God. You're his children. You are as as much the fullness of the Godhead as a seed as you are as a being. That's a powerful thing. That's
2: what apocalyptic
1: Christians are. We are the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now you know you
0: here go you're not doing God with listening they weren't doing Satan until they went to class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, don't I don't like it all that big I can't reach it. Okay. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, now we have to move because we have Bible things. Before
1: long I'm gonna need a bill. <laughs> So understand that. They learn to act like their father. They learn. They go to class on it. They read a lot of ancient books. They read a lot of devil books and carrying on. They, 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 But they put time in. That's what those psychic fairs are and all that stuff that they do because they learn. We want to come and just hear. And then we want to run around the room. And then we want to swing cloths at each other. We don't want to do anything potent. We don't want to tap into our potency at all. We don't want to practice the righteousness that that releases our potency. Remember I said that. Practice Mm -hmm. the righteousness that releases your potency as an apocalyptic child of God. You've got to do that. The more you do right, the more you do. And I'm not just talking about moral righteousness. We'll do a class on that in this journey, because the problem is we work so much on moral righteousness, we don't see God as omnipotent, but we're supposed to be as he is in this world. I will say it forever. You can ask all of my church, my members, some of you. I say this almost Two things. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it was not robbery to be equal with God. Why was he equal with God? Because he's God's offspring. Oh, it's close now. We are, it's, not, it's close. <laughs> I have a triangle ding. I pushed. <laughs> Good. You ding. I can we'll do it. And so that's why he did not have a problem with it. It's like saying your mama and daddy gave birth to an elf. To a dog. No, they gave birth to who they are. And so Jesus came as the fern of the Godhead. That sperm in Mary was the sperm of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost.
2: Oh,
1: oh God, I'm going to go lay down right now. I want myself out. <laughs> but, but so he, he could say, God is my Father. We say God is our Father, and you don't mean it. You really mean, in your mind, God is your Father's figure. See, but well, he's not my Father's figure. He's my father. Hallelujah. Amen. So every time you say it, you ask yourself, do I see God as my father and me as his offspring, or do I see God as a father figure and me as a worshiper or a devotee? See, wow. I am, I'm going to tell you, I say it and stop. And you know why I keep saying it today? Because God is bursting this thing in some of you all. Some of you all, as I say, you can feel the Holy Ghost move mm-hmm. If your new spirit has a mind, let it transform your natural mind. Now, how how do you do that? By filling yourself. He tells us. By what? Building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. What is the other one? Desiring the sincere milk of the world. And then knowing when, you, when milk isn't cutting it and it's time for meat. A lot of you all have decided, price Christ, so deep. I can't. That's because you're milk babies. But meat, you got to chop. you got to get a knife and a fork if you want to be, you know, kind of mannerable. If not, you just rip it apart at your teeth and you chew it. And meat handles differently in your physiological makeup. Very differently from milk. Mm-hmm. These are real but This is the technology of our theology. What is it that I bring you the technology of our theology? I'm going to say that again because the one you understand that we've been just giving you theology, and you fell away because you couldn't comprehend the technology. You stumbled. Nobody should stumble up the Word of God but does. Oh, and, and, and the unsaved. The unsaved are like natural minds see, not the things of the spirit of God. How are, you, how are you filled with all the fullness of Godhead talking about I can't read the Bible? You are walking around filled with all of the fullness of Godhead bodily. He didn't even just say spiritually, he said bodily. Oh man, i got the Where is of the belt. There it is. Come on over here. Oh, God's got me some belt. Yes, I have. I love it. Don't you love it? It is sugar sweet because it's a shrimp, sugar frost pie Jesus tell you something. Jesus came and said, I I was born again by the Word of God. God spoke of sperm in a woman's womb. He spoke it, just like he speaks um, seeds in the ground. He spoke of sperm, his sperm. And he had to use his sperm, because Satan owns every other sperm. Oh, Lord. That's why the virgin birth. So y'all walking around and coming. I don't know why the virgin birth. Cause Satan owned every other sperm, and mm-hmm. Jesus could not be born of a male sperm because he would be born mortal. He'd be born dead, and he'd already have. It. He'd be born in sin, so God couldn't put sin on him to make him a substitute. Wow, honey man, Jesus. Y'all, y'all saying you better love on this man. He's a sugar You better love your king, cause he's a good God. The all wise God. Jesse, you better love him. We're going to treat our king better. We're going to teach this generation how to be thankful to the God that gave his son for us, how to be thankful to the son who put his soul in hell for us. We are not going to treat God as sloppily as the last generation did. Come on. We're going to treat him better. We're going to upgrade how we treat the yes. Almighty. And as we as we're upgrading, we're going to upgrade his joy. We're going to upgrade his records. We're going to upgrade his obedience. We're not going to be afraid to obey God. Obedience is just saying, OB. OB like me. That's what obedience means. Oh, be like me. That's not fearsome. That's a privilege. Name a kid that doesn't want to be like their town when they when they have sustained parents. Kids, it, 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 you, you might grow up, and it's when the world starts thinking at you, you may feel differently about it as you grow up. But as you're as a toddler, as a little one, you want to be like mom and dad. Isn't that true? Absolutely. And so, guess what? God is saying, this is how you be like me. You do the things I do. That's when you, you ever watch a, a, a toddler following their parents. I'd love to watch it. The girls will dress up like mom and be all in mom's stuff. The boys will follow their father step for step behind them. Mm-hmm. The little boys have watched them. So watch them follow their dad. And if dad stop they stop. Mm-hmm. If dad turns they turn. Mm-hmm. If dad sits down, they sit down. If dad picks up a broom, they pick up a broom. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, smart fathers make sure that their sons and daughter and smart mothers make sure that they're children, because there's no switching them. No, come on. And so they make sure that the children have their own broom, their own machines, their own everything, so that they can emulate their past. And that's what God did. He gave us a planet for us to emulate him. Woo! I love this man. He's God there is. Everything else is a mock God. I don't follow the mock God. <laughs> This thing. <laughs> oh, then, did you want that? Yeah. yeah, you know I've got so many games I forget. Cause some people, uh, uh, say, well, can you we just use the clock now and again? Oh, the come on, I got it. I right. Hand. It got right to the one <laughs> And so, but but think about it. Obedience is oh, be like me, oh, be like him. It's you being like God. It's not you losing your rights. It is not about you losing your privileges or you acting being a fanatic. It's about doing what you do every day. You will to break your neck to be like celebrities. Every day. People who are clay people who are trying to make it like you, people who are drug addicts and all kinds of things, other people who are more inferior than you are and need that script and that film to feel like somebody, and you obey them. You're going to wear their clothes. You're going to wear their jewelry. You're going to pick up their slang. You're going to pick up their mannerisms. You do that. then you turn. That's why God can judge you because he's telling them, no, you know how to obey. I need you to obey me. Oh, come on. huh? Don't be like him. Obedience. I'm being like Jesus. How do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things that I've said? My God. How can you say you love me and not obey my commandments? A infant, knows, a toddler knows how to do it by instinct. That's why you say you must become as a little child. Because a toddler knows how to obey their parents and follow that parent by instinct, just by observation. Mm-hmm. It's instinctual. It's built in you. Be like the it's built in you. Jesus came to talk, show us about obedience. Not obedience, ritual obedience. He came, that's why he he said, I came to fulfill the law. because This is not about a ritual obedience. This is a hereditary obedience. Mm-hmm. We are his heirs. Heirs means inher anything. See, all of this stuff, the technology of our theology. So going over here, I'm having a blast. Did you all see y'all notice I'm having a blast because I'm drink a little water? I got my pedigree glasses. Did y'all get a pedigree? I okay, said, hold on. Get that pedigree. Pedigree. Can you get it? Pedigree. Lion of Judah. That's all right. We'll get it. We'll put a picture online for you. It says so cool. Pedigree. potent, Pure. Power. Devils are not the only one with power. Mm. They have second grade power.
2: Wow, come on. If we
1: were on the if they were on the light spectrum, they'd be red. That's why devils are red. Red is the lowest, most primitive power you can have. We are they're vital as the priests of the most high God. Mm-hmm. Now you know that's good. Mm-hmm. All wavelength? Like that. The dragon is red. That says a lot. We're going to talk about the dragon before it's all over. Anyhow, so, okay, so um, uh, Revelation, let me get back to where I was. I digress. Revelation one five, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead. You understand that when Jesus went to hell and they killed him, they killed us. They killed us. And they, they killed us psychologically, humanity's soul. His spirit did not ever go to hell until it came again. God, the Holy Ghost. See, he said, Father, into thy hand I commend my spirit, or commit my spirit. He sent his own spirit back home. And he let his soul be cast into hell. His soul had to go to hell because that's where God puts that. He denied the put, his spirit wasn't like Adam's spirit, which was already dead, which is why he could qualify as the last Adam. Mm-hmm. Is that good? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So he, well, hello. <laughs> I love it. That's what you have I love it. And so he qualified as the last Adam. Don't ever say second Adam because Scripture doesn't say that. Scripture says the last Adam, and that statement by itself is replete with implications. Yeah. So he said, God, two-thirds of the Godhead can't be in hell. <laughs> so we've got Jesus on the planet. Oh, I don't know about you. My head is test for we got the Father mm-hmm. <clears throat> in heaven, and we've got the Holy Ghost spanning the truth. So he says, Father into my hands, I can lend my spirit, and then he goes and he takes his debate self. He doesn't just go to hell as Adam, he goes to hell as father. David. David says, But thou will not leave my soul in hell, nor suffer your holy one to see corruption Psalm 16. The technology of our theology, we are tied. That's what this generation is about. And so he said, God, so Jesus' soul goes to hell because a soul the soul was made on earth. The human soul was, 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 I'm sorry, was installed on earth. So he goes to hell for all of the sin in this world. He's made of the dust of this world. Humanity is made of the dust of this world. God blew into humanity the soul. So the soul is picking up all of this world trash. It's full of world de- debris, all kinds of, of, of fleshly and carnal debris. And so he can't go up. See, people can talk all day long about but I don't believe in Jesus. Well, you don't know half y'all went to church three times in your whole life. after learning got to, learn to bolting on Jesus. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. You've not even been in church long enough. And when you went to church, you sat and read your book, and then you played your games. You never even got church. Church has never been in you, no wonder you don't believe in it because it's just not in you. Because when it's in you, one thing you'll do is believe. Mm-hmm. So we give that, and so we, you know, we, we, we have this taking all of these surveys about what Christians are doing like you know their Christianity, like you know what they do 24 7, like you know they really behave like Jesus, like mm-hmm. they really believe in Jesus. Are you kidding me? People say a lot of things when they get in incompetent. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in all of that. I don't. The, the Bible says those. The Lord knows those that are His. Let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. If they're still iniquitous, they don't get a vote. Come on, because you're not a Christian. All
2: right, we love you. No chat. It. Bye. It's it.
1: Now, when you go over there and we we uncap your apocalyptic self and find you in the registry of the elect, then we can talk. Otherwise, you don't get a Your votes don't matter. And it's time for the apocalyptic saints. To stand up and say that. No, that's not true. Yes. So he says who bear record, I love that, but then he says the witness of the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth. Oh, I love, wait, hold on. <laughs> Jesus is the prince. He's the king of kings. He, Jesus Christ was Messiah in heaven. Revelation 12 says Jesus, Michael, and all those angels defeated Satan's uprising. As he defeated the dragon, that old serpent, the devil. By the time the war happened, he'd already been downgraded, and he was the only one that didn't realize he couldn't win anymore. Now, he wasn't built to overtake them. Then he turns around and launches this entire initiative, to co- convert people of heaven's citizens to him. Look, listen to me. because going to like this when I, when I go to my next slide. And so he lost. So it, it, it says Christ. It called him Christ. The anointed King. He, he just was reduced anointed on earth because he was sovereign in heaven.
2: Yeah.
1: And if heaven didn't do it, earth doesn't have it. All right? And so the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, Uh, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And hath made us. Now, I like the, the scriptures. I read that. Very messianic flavor. But I read that the scriptures 2009 where they say sovereign and free because everything in the that's why we have got to get this straight. I told God, I said, God, you don't need anybody to write you another Bible, but if I could, I'd fix up a few things. And one of the things I would choose is that which pertains to men would be men. That which pertains to uh, women would be women. And that which pertains to family. Or humanity would be designated as such. That is why you're confused. That is why a lot of women don't come to church. That is why when women rise up in power, they want to go anywhere but to the Christian church because they we don't have a place for them. Don't worry about it, sister, because I'm bringing it all back. Y'all can come home. <laughs> Moving on. Now, we go back. There is another, you know, God repeated good twice. One for the Father, two for the Son, done by the Holy Ghost. And so in Revelation 5.10, um, hold on, I want to make sure I got it right. 5.10, and it says, I like this. This is the lamb. Now, this is the lamb. We got the lion and the lamb. So we, we are the lion and the lamb. And I love this. And it says here that um, because they talked about how the lion of the tribe of Judah was the only one that could open the book. Why? Because Judah, the royal, is the sovereign tribe the tribe of royalty, Judah. I love that. And so, and so read all of it yourself. But let me read verse 10 on Friday night. And they sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seal thereof Thou what slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue people and nation." This is their congregation. Mm-hmm. This said, uh, redeemed us. That, that makes us very human, very physical. And so, it's, uh, and has made up unto our God kings and priests, or sovereigns. And when you see kings, then you'll write sovereigns. Because God didn't eliminate his daughters. This was, this was written as a chauvinistic era, and it's our job to know that it was about chauvinism and not about Revelation. And not about God's preference. So it says, and I love this. And look at this. And it says, and we shall reign on the earth. Somebody highlight that, please. Can anybody just? I'm gonna hit bell. Right? Y'all highlight. I hit bell. And what did he said, and we shall reign on the earth. Now look at this. I want us to read this because it's important. And 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 we shall reign on the earth. It doesn't say. When? It never said when we die, when we get to heaven. By then, we should have perfected that. We're supposed to reign to death right now, which is why, and to prove it, we have historical proof that it is the will of God that his offspring ruled the earth. Because we made the world Christian. That's why they why do you think Islam is running around behind us trying to do that? Why do you think the, the occult and new ages are doing it? Because Satan knows that we are the rightful heirs. Think about Jesus' parable, parable of the wise, the vision. And he said, First I'm gonna send, you know, and, and that and that pulled forward from God's issue in Isaiah. And so Jesus he said, Okay, he's you tell a parable? He says, okay. oh, I'm gonna send up and he he leaked it out and for people to take care of it. And they got so caught up and taken care of it, they just took possession of it, like the preachers and pastors have done the sheep of God. Mm-hmm. And so they took possession of it, so he comes to get his, his vineyard and get his due. Mm-hmm. He sends somebody, they kill him. He sends someone else, they kill them. And finally, he sends his son, and they kill him. How, how did God know Jesus would be killed? Because they've been killing his people and prophets forever. Right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take anything but three hot words. So, We are, and we I love this, and we When this was written, Christians weren't Reigning, devils were Reigning Mm -hmm. Offspring of devils were reigning Those Nephilim y'all always asking about They were reigning, their offspring were reigning Hey guys I got some answers about the Nephilim We're going to get to that one day Probably because y'all are the saints And the Nephilim, God help (laughs) (laughs) us And so, and he said, and we shall reign. So when he wrote that, we were not yet reigning. But due to the success of the church, those bishops and pastors, the apostles and the unsung apostles and prophets and all of that, we made the world not only monotheistic, but we also made the world, who I love this man, don't you just love him? Jesus Christ. Because all eternity is Christ. And this was his trophy. This was his reward for uh, for Calvary and our salvation. And so he made it that way. So let's look ahead. You ready to go ahead? Yes, you are ready because I'm ready. I'm I'm so excited. I don't know what to do. Revelation 3, 7 And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write these things says he that that is holy and he that is true. He that has the key of David he that Opens and no one, no man shut and shut and no one opens. I want you to read Isaiah 22 where it talks about where this is brought forward, where God is changing the leadership and the government of his people, a single nation. And Jesus has said, Oh, by the way, that was just for us to refine it. Now we're ready to go. The difference between the two is that. Everything before Jesus was one nation. God had one nation that He sees for Himself. Now He has all nations. You can read all of that. Isaiah is the greatest example. It's not just a prophecy, a prophecy the a wonderful treatise on it. So it says that. But let's look at this he, Jesus is sovereign. We are His family. You cannot be any less sovereign right. in your assignments. You may not be sovereign and, and heaven on his throne, but he said he has thrones and principalities and powers. He told us his order and how he has We're going to study that in our apocalyptic journey. We're going to find out. And when I'm done, you're not just going to think apocalyptic. You're not just going to quote it. You're not just going to, to swing it around with a slogan. We're going to become it. And after we become it, we're going to exercise it. We're going to exert it in the earth realm. I'm telling you, it will happen. I'm praying my people right now so that no matter what, they can go and do the same thing. As long as I'm gone, we're going to keep this thing going because God is an apocalyptic God. Yeah. Jesus, the seal, that whole thing on the seal was apocalypse. As he opened the seal, everything. And we are the seal and the cipher. We are the hidden mystery. We are the secret weapon that nobody, even Satan, didn't imagine. It says if he had known what he was doing, he would have never crucified the Lord of glory. Who knew Jesus could reproduce? Mm-hmm. So we are entering the era of the apocalyptic elect Christian, offspring of the Godhead. We are the seed of Christ. Christ is is the seed of God. We are the same seed. We were born again of incorruptible seed to be immortal. Paul tells Timothy that Jesus brought, I think it was Timothy, brought, listen to this, he brought immortality, life and immortality to life. Oh, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. In the pocket of the because mm-hmm. up until that point everything in the planet is mortal and subject to mortality with morbid cultures and morbid laws and all of those kinds of things and so God is kicking out morbidity with the I love this my man, honey, my honey I'm gonna keep y- and y'all know I'm gonna talk about him t- y'all every- to me I'm gonna talk about him being honey I don't care who you are he is my honey if he's not yours that's your problem. I'm not going to deny my relationship with this man because you don't have one. Or because yours is different. We all have our own. Let everybody have his own gift. This is my gift. I get to call. (laughs) We're going to go over this here later. But if you want, you can look at this and you can see all that's in the world. This is all about the world. So let's look at some of this good stuff. Are you ready? Number one. We are redeemed. We are not a religion. We should have never allowed them to classify us among the world religions. <laughs> Christianity is the only thing that came to the planet. See, I'm going to keep saying certain things so these, these statements will begin to script themselves in your soul after they etch themselves in your mind. We are not a religion. We are not. That's what, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even trying to be funny. When Jesus says that he, he literally, he said, I did not come to abolish the law, he said, but I came to fulfill it. That word, fulfill, if, it, if, I were, if I were translating that today, I would have to say, I came to assimilate the law. I came to absorb it in my being because I'm a king, and kings carry all government in their being. Sovereigns carry government in their business, monarchs. I'll say it like that. So he's saying the law, which is on print and paper and sticky notes and, you know, signs and all of that, he said, I came to absorb it because it, it came from me. See, the law came out of his person. It came out of his being. Is that speaking to anybody? So he's saying at the moment of time, as the last Adam, meaning the last man to be born, under the judgment of humanity, he said, "I am now telling you that the, the God, the law of Moses is getting ready to be physiological, biological, neurological, anatomical. Everything in Scripture is telling of this, and we still downgrade it to the institutional concepts. You, I mean?
0: Yeah,
1: institutional concepts." So now, i am taking it, apocalyptic Christianity is constitutional. Because before we considered constitution to be a, a body of, of laws and governments on paper, it was a body, our human body, our constitution. We, are, we constitute certain things. We are a human being. And I said this to someone when he, he was letting me know that I didn't get it right theologically. And I just said, okay, fine. But before constitutions were all safe, were they not considered people? So that is why different people were built, uh, being built differently. But when you are moving into that royal realm and that sovereign realm, you are constituted differently. You see life differently. You see situations differently. All of that. Okay, so instead of religion, can they see Oh, you got it. I'm sorry. Forgive mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Instead of a religion, creation is a sovereignty with fidelity to the King of Kings. What we call patriotism is express expresses its loyalty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, the reason that this this whole move against this generation hates patriotism is because patriotism has an issue with the, with the diversity that wants darkness to reign. Faith and patriotism because of the
2: glory
1: to God. Because that's his work. He can't do anything in this world that he has not tried and failed at in God. Apocalyptic Christians need to know that. We need to start upholding that and enforcing it. And you don't have to get out and get in the fist and Just keep on thing because as he is so in his world, so in this world. We get, we we get to declare it and declare it and to preach it. And to pray it. Because enactments came from people. Before an enactment went on a a tablet of the flesh or a tablet of paper, stone, or whatever, it was on the tablet of that originator or that enactor's heart. We have to have the mind of Christ. We've got to let the heart of Christ rule through us. And so he said, the next thing in God's realm, there are no faith options. There are no faith options in it. You don't have to say, this is my faith and this is your faith and this is it. Are you kidding me? They don't do. We all share the same constitution. We're all physiologically the same in God's realm. We're all the same. All the citizens are the same. Those angels are not sitting around the table debating a Jock payroll, and an <laughs> iota. They're all uttering from the literal constitution of the case. They don't have those kinds of debates. The only reason you have to do that is when a second or third or multiple has entered the picture. A lot of things that we have to struggle with on earth, heaven did not have until Lucifer became the dragon. So he became Satan, the adversary. He adversary. You know, we think about adversary. Adversary comes from adverse. What is adverse? The end of adverse is verse. Verse means what? He came in and introduced another way. And trust me, whenever you build something for God and it's wonderful and it's new and blah, 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 he did all of that. Adversity comes because he's going to bring another verse or another way or another direction. The universe, one way. Now, the universe is one way, and we still got, you know, multiverse. <laughs> and with Lucifer and his revolutionaries banished, faith choices are unnecessary. So there are no options, options, so you don't have to make any choices. Mm -hmm. As he is, so are we in this world. We we, we are supposed to reign with him on the earth. That is God's is. That is his mandate. That is our inheritance. Constitution is your hereditary. Hereditarily, we have the constitution of the Godhead. So we should be thinking like Christ. Our our spirit should be training our souls to think like Christ. No, it's not automatic. It's work. But any change is work. And if you're going to be upgraded, you're going to work at it. Okay, which is why redemption eclipses religion. When we don't have any, and and that's why so many of the traditional say this, when we don't have religious structure and forms, we just let the Holy Spirit do what he will do. We all want to do the same thing. We all want to sing to God all want to praise him. We all want to worship him. We all want to voice his thoughts. The problem is when we come out of those wonderful high elected moments, the flesh creeps back up because until our soul is converted, we we are always in a tussle. When Jesus talks about be, beware that the light in you is not the light of darkness. He's talking about soul light. Your spirit is lit. He's talking about soul light, and he says as we systematically turn his turn, turn turn his light onto our soul, and then turn on his light in the areas of our soul that are dark, he said eventually we're going to become as transparent. Our souls are going to be that clear, and the light from our new creation spirit and the light from our Holy Spirit will illuminate everything else about us and change our body. Mm-hmm. But you have to get my soul to to understand that. More. Not. This is powerful. I'm almost done, but I have to say it. Eternity is an empire that has a sovereign and not a religion. You are not going to go to God's world talking about you baptism. You're going to go to God's world talking about you are an offspring of the Godhead. Your nationality is that of Jesus Christ. And you're located or situated here and here, here. You have this stature. You have these duties. This is what, because your constitution, in God's world, your constitution hereditarily reveals who you are. In God's world, he has nations. Nations are offspring of sovereigns. See, nations are born by God because Abraham became father of many nations. Good to know? I just thought I'd say it. He said, Father, well, how did he do it? When Abraham died, he really did have a nation as well, because we confuse nation with country. <laughs> Abraham, the father of many nations. How did he do it? Through the children, the sons of god Nations are born of people. Be- Country, government, population, civilization, citizens, and society. Isn't that good? These are, this is what heaven is made of. I know we think it's made of one uh, just a, a blob of light. All we do is walk around blinded by the light. But that's not so. The Bible says that. This world is a type and shadow of God's world. That's why we're supposed to reign. That's why we're supposed to control. We're supposed to convert all of the darkness that crept in through Adam's failure to God's life. And we're supposed to correct those spirits that want to continue to push against our God. Now,
0: all of which our world
1: is patterned after. This is so, I, I, I hope you're, are, you, are, you, are you, oh, yeah. I like the noise, because it's, you know, pressure release, because, you know, I, I put, y'all i I'm, I'm pressure, man. I, you know, kind of like a pressure cooker, every now and then you lift up the thing up, so, so the pressure can come out and you keep on cooking, that's what <laughs> 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 Yep, yeah. sound effect. With the emphasis
0: on
1: effect. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Lastly, okay, the apocalypse of God's children. So the first one, Romans 8 19, for the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God, or as we call it, the children of God. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we are, but the Spirit itself makes it intercession for us, for us. Holy Ghost doesn't need to intercede for the Holy Ghost. Doesn't need to <laughs> intercede for us, because we're in the dark world. We have to come through the darkness that they came through before they cast the devil out. We've got to come through that same darkness and gain the wisdom from it that we should, that we would know that we would discern good and evil, light and darkness. Adam was taken out because he only knew light. Some of you are y'all so religion. Religion, all you know is the church. All you do is church and the enemy can come and tempt you and, and take you out because you don't recognize your faith being tested. That's why God has to try your faith so you can firm it up. And you can educate it. Your trial educates your faith. That's why you have that trial. Peter said the fiery trial, which is to test you. This is not to test you to trip you up. It's to test you to educate your faith so that as you move and journey through this life, you understand the faith of God versus the faith of all the fallen you You understand how to stand. You, understand, you can discern both good and evil and you can make the right choices. You can make God choices instead of just good choices. You see, here because you learn how to make good choices. But you never learn how to make God choices. Okay, then, 1 Corinthians 12, but have renounced the hidden thing of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, Commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. So the first thing we need to know is that this is an apocalypse. We are apocalyptic. Christianity started apocalyptic. This man opened those seals, apocalyptic. He just came back to tell John what was going on. That's one of the things we have to know. The next thing is by manifestation of the truth, not a truth. See, see, true and truth don't have to be the same thing. It's true that so and so was hurt, but it didn't come from the truth that caused that pain. The truth about that doesn't matter. Our legal system, because Satan is so rampant in it, is always dealing with false, what's true, false truth, not truth. Mm. Because truth is a person. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Truth is a person that has a way of life. John fourteen six. Truth is a person that has a way of life. Do you want to like that? Yeah. So you should know, Christianity uh, creation is a being.
2: <laughs>
1: creation is not a thing. It's a being. It's constituted of the being of Almighty God. That is why there are certain things you just can't get behind. You, I mean, there are things that are just coming to all, universal things, omniversal things, well, pardon, universal for God is omniverse. And so, but it's, 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 it's not a thing. Christianity, the Bible said God put all things in Christ Jesus. Christianity is Jesus. And Jesus is creation. He didn't just make it they pulled it out of themselves. I know because you can sit and talk to me about these books all day long, but they came out of me. Mm-hmm. And I put them on various like we put them on paper. God put creation in angels. He put it in various spirits. He put he put it in all sorts of things. But creation is anatomical. It is a powerful thought. That's why we are the apocalyptic sons and daughters of God. They have to hack creation. We embody it. Oh. You know that's
2: a stupid one. I got What
1: do you say, Rachel? A good slap is different. Absolutely. See? Particle, not even a partial. You're a particle. Outside of Christ, we are particles. When we come in Christ, we become members of the body. We begin to fill in those gaps that have been waiting for us. I love this man. I love being in him. I think it's a wonderful thing. And so, and now, because of that, prophecy is biotic. Or biotic, whichever way you said. The Greek said biotic. I'm saying biotic because I'm I'm from Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, no, I'm Jersey
1: girl. I'll tell you. And so, what you want to know, what you have to recognize, and, and in my book, assessing perfect self, you will find out what it means to treat prophecy biotically. And it's biotic before it becomes biologic. But again, this is the technology of our theology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They that? Okay. They
0: that? Yeah,
1: Yes. You're gonna be different. I'm telling you, you're gonna be mighty in God. We talked about well, we're strong. No, uh uh-uh. uh, this is not, this is not my, you know, what do you call it? Brainwash strength. We are operating on brainwashed strength. Let well, me think we're strong. No, I am. And when I'm not, my Father who well, He'll say to me, what? I know you're not Oh, you're not, what? you You've got to be kidding me I know you. Do you know who I am? I said something to God the other day
2: He said, do you know who
1: he's talking to? Do you know who I am? If God's not chatting with you at that And at home, you got to grow a little bit Don't walk around talking about I just don't believe God talks to you. Well, you shouldn't. If he's not talking to you, you've got none to believe mm. So, I believe And he's talking to me, because God is the God of faith he didn't come to God, but he, he and that he is
0: what?
1: So you probably haven't come enough, or you didn't come far enough. you probably on a curb, parked out in the driveway someplace. You probably just need to get a little closer to the man. He's a dad. His dad love their children. He wants us all. So the apocalyptic elect cannot touch Yeah, you know, I wasn't comfortable with God not communicating with them. You have a practice. I don't get it, but you're going to love it because as you get these packages, I'm going to tell you how to get God talking to you. We, I mean, talk, we get the same. Jesus said that no man knows the Father except the Son, and him to whom the Son reveals him. Jesus said, I will come to you. And we think, well, we're all looking for this great big cosmic universal appearance of Christ and not that he sits with us and talks with us and chats with us. He has a great time. Jesus is a conversationalist. Like, Y'all shouldn't be getting in on that. How do you think I got all this stuff? Because I said, chat, honey, you chat. I got nothing to say. Sometimes i get too carried to away and I can't shut up. He's so good. it's hard to get all over me. <laughs> I can't shut up. I'll be like, <laughs>
0: And
1: he just sits there patiently, waits for one bath. Right. <laughs> no, out of Now I Okay, and then when he said something else, this is when it really just here, he starts,
2: starts saying something
1: else, and then he says, uh, and I said, and then yeah, I was talking. No. Oh, or even to say my turn. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, that's the hardest thing because he is so amazing. But if you keep keeping, this, if you keep this thing in in, in an external constitutional context, yeah. you will not enjoy this man. Will, you, if, if you're my being, and I'm going apocalyptic, I don't know about you. <laughs> we're apocalyptic because there's a lot more power in it, a lot more power, and it's a lot more pervasive power because apocalyptic means we have pervasive power. And when we can all come together and we can link up as one, I promise you hell got to bow, devil's will bow. They
2: come on, anyway. pig. I'm out in I to uh, Okay. We don't want you to go to help yourself. We want you to be on fire. You're good. Um, I love. Uh, I want to go back to the piece that you talked about: constitutional versus institutional. That you did. Um, really kind of pull that through a little bit more but i'd love for you to elaborate on that again just as we go back and we're reviewing some of the points that you've made today are you you asked us are you a constitutional christian or an institutional christian um what do you think is the major thing that is that defining kind of articulation of what that difference is why it's important that we know that
1: all spring of the Godhead, being born again instead of just saying the sinner's prayer. Mm -hmm. If you just said the sinner's prayer and you have faith in that sinner's prayer, then you have not yet passed from death to life. You've not yet taken on the constitution of the Godhead. You must be born again. And that born again means repentance, not just the prayer. A lot of you said a prayer, and never repented, and some of you repented and still never received the new creation, because repentance is not a verbal thing. It's verbal when we start, but when you're serious, and I have a and one of your packets, I have signs and signatures of repentance, so you understand what it's like. So, the, but the main thing is that if you are offspring of God, the Bible says, "As he is, so are we." If, and if we are from Him, we ought to live if He lives. God was very specific. You ought to live as he lives. Some of you all are living like we don't even know what. You know, I keep on talking about this. Some of you all, you say you're Christian and you voted for LGBT. You're backing the homosexual movement. You bowing to transgenderism. You are saying you're Christian and you have been a, a vote for abortion. Some of you have had abortions and have never dealt with it. A true woman of God mm. can't kill his feet. I'm telling you. Now, you might have done it before you got saved. Praise God. Under the blood. Under the blood. Thank God for the blood. Amen. Because I'm gonna I got some stuff under that blood for you. If I'm gonna pick up my blood brother, I'll be in trouble. Pick up my blood (laughs) brother.
0: Pick up the
1: blood. I'm telling you that mat under that mat Woo, Jesus. But that's number one. So of you are, you sat there and you watched all of these millennials get tatted and whatnot, and you approved it, even though you know there ain't no job. God. You're walking around tatted up with other gods. You're walking around pissed up by other gods talking about you, Christian. Yeah, you're an institutional Christian. The constitutional Christians will not defame his temples. Ooh. So if you're, I don't know who you are, but somebody here, you, you, you're hanging out with a girlfriend who wants you to get attacked because she thinks it's cute. Someone else, you got your little girlfriend, you want her to get a little something on her butt. I'm telling you, if you are an institutional Christian, have at it. But if not, you need to understand that you're, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And God says tattoos are graffiti on his temple. You, look up blessings. You. you would probably be interested. So, uh, so I got scriptures. Let me tell you, if the scriptures got to be on your arms because they're not in your arms. Yeah. If the scriptures have to be painted on, it's because they're not embedded. That means you're not born from above. You are good, and, and, and you, you know we you do church so long you can even forget that you never really received Jesus and that you don't really believe. Ooh, you got to sit around having your little drinks and carry on. That's institutional Christian debut. Permission, but the Bible says, "Sovereigns, it is best for sovereigns and bishops not to drink,
2: yeah.
1: because they pervert judgment." Yeah, yeah. the Bible. Yeah, oh okay. yeah. Solomon's mother said, "Hey, don't do that. Yeah. Don't drink. Not for kings to drink. Yeah. And if we are kings and priests, what are you doing drinking the the the, the oblations of another king, of a, a fallen oh, god?" My my. Why are you doing that? See, that's institutional, for constitutional. See, because then when you're institutional, we don't even have these discussions. We don't even them but with those marginal Christians. That's what we mean by marginal institution. Mm-hmm. French Christian, institutional. Curb-side saints. My, my daughter calls them curbside. Curb-side saints. <laughs> Some of y'all still on the curve trying to decide whether you want to go to church or not. So, so it's, very, it's very clear. The Bible is very clear. The higher up you go, the more God charges you for holiness and purity. Because he "If your constitution
2: means what's in is going to come out. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is rich, y'all. This is rich. Okay, so um, you've been talking about I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to, I'm going to go here instead. Okay. You were not, I was going to say this. I'm sorry. I wonder about this. Okay. So you, you're you talking about God's, which I think is powerful. God's realm has no religion because it is a sovereign entity, a case in a being. So my question to you is, heretofore, when we have been taught Christianity, we, we've been taught it as it's family, right? You know, we are, we're we're the children of God, we're the sons of God. Is it more that we understand now that it was about us becoming sovereign with him and like him and less about just belonging to a family? Because I think that there's some power in that. We've always been taught that that's what it is. But it seems like what you're saying is that the the importance of us being sons and daughters is us recognizing our place as sovereigns with him. Is that right? Is that the right train of thought? And
1: that's the secondary one. You're right. But the first one, Paul says in Ephesians 4, that, The family of heaven and the family of earth are all born or come from Jesus Christ.
0: Mm -hmm. And it
1: says that all the family of God in heaven and earth are named after Jesus. So the one thing, and I should have put it in this, I won't do it, and that is we are family because we're offspring of the Father. We are the Father's offspring, not just his handiwork. See, there's a Mm -hmm. difference, and we've got to be very clear about that difference. We are not what God made. And and when I say that, take your mind back to uh, Genesis eight. What is it? Uh, Genesis four is it? Where he, I think it's two seven. I want to get it right. God made man. Genesis two, seven and eight. And he says that God made. Imagine God making our bodies on Earth from clay. So He hand made us from clay, and then. It's where he pulls us from himself. If, we, if he if we pulled us from his mind, if he pulled us from his, his creative self, just as a creator, then that's one kind, and that's the majority of humanity. And then we have him pulling himself from his warmth, where his life is, his, his own virility, his own life force. He begot us from where he hides his elect the things that he wants protected, and things his best of his best. That's why we are his peculiar people. The peculiar things are not in his hands. They're not just in his head. They're in that place. They're the same way that where we hide our children, our future. Mm. You know, if you can talk to somebody, you can take the richest man in the world and a woman married to the richest man in the world. And I, I mean, this is just an example. Uh, well, but if she can't have children, she will enjoy his wealth, she will enjoy his richness, but she'll never feel fulfilled because what his best didn't come out of him into her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you want her to get happy? And I'm going to tell you something. She goes out, and he'll, they, let's say they both go out have a plane, and each one of them have children, and they can forgive each other for the infidelity. Mm-hmm. But there's a satisfaction that the best of me. The part of me that can't make money, the part of me that can't buy my way, the part of me mm-hmm. that is me, that perpetuates my existence, it's now in the plan. So we know that there's a difference between even adoption and a and, uh, beginning. Now, I'm all for adoption. I just think we should have a lot more of them. But let's get real. That's a love from the heart. Yeah. And that's, that's a, 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 literally a deliberate, we call it deliberate, voluntary, mm-hmm. but Procreation. a uh, pro for creation, not just bringing it forward. So we are from the gene pool of the Godhead, where He didn't give angels, and, and that's why we know He didn't give angels. He didn't give to the saints. He was losing, He didn't give it to him. And so now we are exactly like Jesus Christ because we were in Him, not just in His being as creator, and as possessor of all, but we were in that secret place, that treasure trove of life and reproduction and yeah. replication.
0: Yeah.
1: Does that make sense? Oh, yeah.
2: I was hoping so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so could you say that again? I the last
0: part? Rewind! one more? Uh,
2: well, I, think, I think this also... Um, the, the extension of your teaching on truth as a person really your revelation of that uh to creation being a person i think is interesting when we tie it to that creation is groaning for the sun exactly. to that that to me makes that more powerful and more potent so uh, that's just that's not a question but just bringing that out that that makes that so much more powerful when you connect that to that as creation is a being of god and mm-hmm. the being of god is crying out for us to take our place exactly and
1: interestingly enough that's why the new heaven and the new earth, you're like, well, where are they? The new heaven and the new earth are also being, uh-huh. and they're hidden in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, God made Jesus his vault. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the vault of the Almighty. He holds everything. He's the treasure trove. He's the arsenal. He is the, the providence. He's the, 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 the saint. He is it's all in Jesus. When you read the Bible, it says all in Jesus, and you think, yeah, all but. Because we do that like God's a figure, you know, God is a father figure, and Jesus is like, a, all, all, yeah, but that's allegorical. And if God is allegorical, your salvation profits you nothing. If this Bible is only allegorical, then you're not reaping anywhere near the harvest of what's in here for you. Mm-hmm. Some of you should have never gotten those diseases. Never. Some of you should have never had those crises. Some of these, you, you women, you should have never lost your children. I'm telling you that when you are operating on Satan's script, his narrative, and his platform for the human experience, you are, it's another a, a draw. He's always going to take care of his offspring first. Mm-hmm. And he's always going to use us as slaves. He's always going to use us as, as um, and as um, subjects, oppressed subjects, He's not gonna use us in high places. Satan is not helping you say he doesn't have benefit putting Christians in high places. So it's up to you to let him know he's in your place. Because when it was all said and done and God wanted to put replace uh, the power that being, Judas didn't live. That's true. Jesus put his people in high places. Oh. You know, we can talk all day long. And you know, I'm always talking about this. in in relation to our president. I'm like, if we had Obama, we'd have been gone. We'd have been so, honey, and all of us would be looking around here trying to find out what our number is to get into our little prison hole. (laughs) Because that's, um, well, he works for darkness. Trump works for light. That's all. It's not, you know, when, it, when you cannot be apocalyptic and get caught up in political nonsense, you've got to know who God's running with and who's faith running with. Yeah. Because our job is to back our God. That's our job. That is our duty. That is how we say thank you for eternal life. That's how we say thank you for heaven. That's how we say thank you for uh, being born again because we 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 say thank you by backing him, not just like the, the people he laid hands on, and then they go on their way and still rise up against him with his help, mm-hmm. with his healing. We have to back our God.
0: Okay. Well, since all of my circled topics have been taken, I will do this one.
1: But... <laughs> I'll <the> uncircled one. <laughs> I have another one.
2: Okay, well, you said that your trials educate your faith and how your faith really does get an education. When you go to a trial,
0: you find out just how, easy you even have faith, mm-hmm. actually, and the limit of your resources. Because it's like sometimes you go through something and you realize that you have uh, that short run faith, <laughs> one lap around per faith, yeah. a six-month faith. Not two years, ten years, five years. Thinking about just some things that are breaking through for us, and how if if you had quit, yeah. you know, if your faith was not long suffering, suffering a long time, and we think long is more than what we want to do, mm-hmm. not what, not however long it takes to get to the appointed time. Yeah, yeah,
1: and yeah. it have to do with the expiration that you put on your faith. Mm-hmm. See, most of us have expiration date that we put on our faith, And Satan will always put an expiration date on your face because he, he he doesn't want it in his life. He doesn't want you to bring into that. existence that which you have. The world will always put an expiration date on it because the world is temporal. You know, the, it, mommy, we all like the power of things. You know, we're here today and gone tomorrow and all of those kinds of things. Everything about human language, something language, is, is temporal. We can't imagine it eternal. We cannot imagine that something great takes that long. Now, we can say it with a tree. Boy, a mother, oh, you look how on it takes to be around a few hundred years, though. Uh-huh. But when God wants something to be around for centuries, it takes time. And to go back to your statement on faith, Job learned a lot from his faith. The greatest difficult example is Job's uh, final exam with God. He said, okay, so I'm listening to y'all long enough. So I... I'm going to answer you, he said, and hey, you want to answer me like a man. Stand up like a man. You want to assume that you know what I'm doing? You want to assume that you're in my seat as God? Let's talk about a few things. Mm-hmm. And when you read those last chapters of Job 33, 34, I'm like, God is having him on. Where were you when I? And how did I? And tell me what I did. Job, When did he end up at? You know, okay faith S-K-Faith. I'm <laughs> sorry. over something new last night with the device that I don't even pay attention to. But I do notice that codes and uh, uh, the uh, devices and programs and apps are all changing. Every time you turn around, there's an update. Every time you turn around, there's another update. Every time you turn around, you've got to put a new password in. you got to put a new password in this and, and, and whatever, and they swear they're doing it for you. No, they literally got us out of their way for them to reprogram the earth, the web, your computers. They did that. Now think about it. So this thing so incensed with the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, I want you to tell them, he said, that I have sent archangels to wage war against the dragon. He said it's getting ready to be very ugly. It's going to be very violent. He said, because I'm coming against this dragon. Now, you need to figure out how you want to see it. He said, but I'm telling you all so you'll know that I did it first. see, so you're going to start yelling at me and talking about why I didn't do this. And you know Jesus. He says, so I'm going to tell you. He said, and they're coming. And he told me. He had me read, Ezekiel, not mm-hmm. the man with the ink. I'm saying to you that God himself is stopping this tyranny. I've been I've been decreeing. I've been declaring. I have been telling you that this thing is that God is going to arrest these people. He's pulling their devils out. When Michael and when the war starts, the devil's got to turn away from them to defend themselves. Because they have wars we don't know. When we read Daniel's uh, uh, Daniel's twenty one day fast, there was a war in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought again. See, we thought they only fought in Revelation, no, no. And so he said to tell you. It's going to be very uncomfortable as God extracts these devils and extracts these principalities from these people. Now I I, I you know me, I was like, Jesus tell me how oh Lord, how he cheating? But you know what he said? You either believe me or you don't. Yeah. So uh, my child, for some reason, he feels you should know this, that heaven has picked up the battle and they've taken up the battle, and God has sent his long-time conquering warrior to deliver us, to deliver earth from this dragon hand, and it's going to be very difficult, and it's going to be very hard on the dragon. I need you to recognize that, because, see, thanks are good for saying that ain't God. No, I need you not to be evangelical. I need you not to be traditional. Yeah. I need you not to be just denominational. I need you to be apocalyptic and to know that as we come forth, if they don't do this, there's no reason for us to come forth. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have much to do. And God is passing the torch mm-hmm. to his son and his daughters. So I wanted to say that, you know, I, I, the whole show, I was talking, and he said, hey, get my word You right know, right <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have to him a word Okay, but you Okay, well you better get my word. <laughs> and so he wants you to understand that we're going obviously we're going to continue our journey and to uh, migrating to apostolic. I mean again with that too, but apocalyptic Christianity. We're going to be apocalyptic. That means apostles and prophets are going to take the realm, take the hell, because that Bible, first Corinthians twelve, twenty eight. We're going to do that. And I am, I've am i been trusted by God to be the igniter, to be the catalyst. And so I'm going to train you. We're going to get out the word about what so and so said. And I said, I'm going to train you so you know where God is and you can pass it on to your constituency. You ever know the Constitution, that constituency? Mm-hmm. And that constituency of people? How about that? Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a long way to go and a great lesson. Well,
2: are you ready, cop that? I'm ready. Woo-hoo. This is so good today, y'all. We know we need to sow a seed into this today. So it is that time on the Jesus and Paul show for us to sow a seed. So Rachel's going to put some information on your screen for you, and I'll walk you through it today. You can sow via PayPal, paypal.me slash Dr. Paul Price. You can also give via your Cash App. If you're a Cash App user, it's more and more of your Cash App users. If you're a Cash App user, you're gonna give to this handle and that is Dr. Paul Price note spaces with the dollar sign. Then you can also give via text to give, text again. So if you don't use PayPal, you're not a cash up user, but you want to give a gift today, you can do that via text to give, and all we ask is that you send the amount that you'd like to give to nine one eight two zero three six six two five. Nine one eight two zero three six six. To buy. That's the text to give. You're going to send the amount that you'd like to give, and then it's going to send back to you in a response that allows you to complete your giving. If you've already given me a text to give, all you have to do is send the amount and it will automatically take your gift today. And then we want to encourage you, if you've been watching with us week after week, you want to become a patron of this program to so visit us online at takingiton.com so that you can be a regular supporter of the Paul Christ program and all of the future programs to come. So if you're watching us from television, your gift actually helps us to remain on television, or if you've been watching us from something that someone shared or all those different things, this is how you continue to get access to this broadcast and future broadcasts to come. So become a patron with us at takingiton.com. And as we said, because we will
1: be back on Sunday, broadcasting from our home studio, the Convocation of the mighty. But I want to say to you, we're looking to to film two things I'm looking for right now. Some of you may get good handle it and, and just resolve it. And that is I'm looking for cameras, broadcast cameras for us to to since we are lockdown, we need help. And so to get the next season of taking it on taped, recorded, so we can continue to supply you with fresh and new programming. And then the second thing is that we need funds to do the recording. If God puts it on you, because some of you all know that God has given you a burden for this or that, if he puts it on you, some of you may even have it, have them in your, you know, in basement where you just, you know, God has you going in another direction. We would love for you to reach out to uh, Apostle Ashley. Um, Facebook, just inbox her and say, I've got this or that, or if you, again, if it's fun, definitely you can use what property has just said. I need you folks. You know this is tough. We cannot go apocalyptic, go nickel, dime, and things. I love them all. I'm glad that we see. But I need those of you all can help us get this transition, this migration to apocalyptic uh, Christianity. I need you to help me do that. I love you so very much. God bless you. I bless you. I speak healing to you. I speak victory to you. And I speak prosperity over you and yours. In Jesus' name, see you Sunday.